Okie dokie folks, welcome to the Roots Report podcast presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by The Parlor, R1 Entertainment, the Trinity Brewhouse Beer Garden, Graysale Brewing of Rhode Island, and SE Microphones. I am your host, John Fusick. Today we have musician Paul Bielatovich. Paul is a guitarist and composer. He is also part of Emerson Lake and Palmer drummer Carl Palmer's touring band. Bielatovich will be bringing his Nosferatu show to the Narrow Center for the Arts on Saturday, October 29th. This will be a screening of the 1922 silent film with live original music provided by Bielatovich and his band. Hi, John. How you doing? All right. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm well, thank you. Yeah, how are you? Oh, I'm a little tired today. (laughs) You are? (laughs) Any particular reason? 
Oh, just life. <laughs> no, just life. Well, I'm a little tired today as well because my cat is a little terror at um, at five in the morning when he wants either to go outside uh, or to to have some food. So um, yeah, so I'm feeling you. <laughs> oh, I, I know the feeling. My cat will probably be climbing all over my recording stuff as we're doing this. So you might hear, <laughs> is you might that hear right? some rogue noises from her. <laughs> we'll welcome them. Can you pronounce your last name for me? Yeah, it's Bielatovich. I was sitting here trying to pronounce that name, and I'm like, how am I going to say this one for the podcast? <laughs> I've got a funny story about that. I did a gig at the Spire, and uh, and the guy, the like the uh, the manager of the building, was was pr- practicing pronouncing my name backstage, and uh, it, it was because he was going to go and introduce me, and he was pacing up and down for like ten minutes. Bielatovich. Bielatovich, Bielatovich, and then when we got on stage, he absolutely nailed it. But the only thing is, he said, "Please welcome Peter Bielatovich." <laughs> <laughs> so, did you do your Nosferatu thing at the Spire? No, that was like a an archtop jazz solo performance. Although it wasn't jazz, it's just it was an archtop. It, I do I do uh, I do classical adaptations. So I play a lot of Debussy, uh, Ravel, a lot uh, uh, Chopin on acoustic. So that was one of those shows. Let's start at the beginning with you. Uh, it seems that you started with uh, gymnastics and guitar at the same time. That sounds like a Mills <laughs> Lofgren thing almost. <laughs> yeah, I was I was a gymnast. My uh, when I was very young, my parents couldn't stand me running around the house and jumping on the furniture. And someone suggested they should I should burn off energy by going and uh, being a gymnast. So I did that and sustained a few injuries. Uh, which just really made made me think it's not what I should be doing. I was going to uh, practices and entering entering competitions, going to practices four times a week, and uh, and it was just way too much. So I decided to concentrate my efforts on guitar. Guitar takes a little bit more focus and less energy, though. So how did you transition from the the high energy of uh, a gymnast to uh, more of a laid back? focus of guitar uh i don't know i yeah i i i see what you mean it, it does take more focus i think i think there's a pattern in my life where everything i do i do obsessively so occasionally i'll get into things and just do it obsessively at the detriment to everything and everything you know everything else suffers so recently i got i got into chess and just play started playing that obsessively so yeah i, th- I think it's just kind of uh, the obsession thing that i i need to be into one thing and do it as as well as i possibly you're from the UK. Yeah. What part of the UK are you from? Uh, I'm from a small town called Burnley near Manchester, but I lived all over in the UK. So I also lived in Leeds, famous from Le- The Who Live at Leeds. <laughs> in fact, all the places I lived have a have a Who theme because I also lived in Brighton, famous <laughs> for Pinball Wizard from Soho down to Brighton. I, yeah, so I, I lived uh, in a few places in, in the UK. How did you wind up? Now, you live in uh, Massachusetts now, right? That's right, yeah. Where yeah, in Massachusetts do you live? you live in Dartmouth. Now, how did you wind up from Brighton to Dartmouth? (laughs) Nothing to do with pinball. (laughs) I was on tour with Carl Palmer uh, in 2011, and there was a promoter promoting two of our shows, one in Londonderry, New Hampshire, and the other at the Narrow Centre for the Arts in Fall River. And we got chatting, and she's now my my wife. So she got got more than she bargained for when she (laughs) booked the band. 
How did you wind up hooking up with Carl? Well, that was a long time ago. So that was 2004. Uh, I heard that Carl was looking for a guitarist because he was he he put the word out, and one of the people who were recommended was uh, a guitarist called Guthrie Govan, which ha- who has since risen to extraordinary fame as a YouTube guitarist. Um, well, fame through his stuff on YouTube, and then going on and playing with Hans Zimmer and all sorts of people. Wow. So he um, he couldn't do it, so he recommended me and uh, I sent him a CD. Uh, well, first of all, I gave him a call and he said, oh, I'm really sorry. I've already accepted somebody. We've got somebody for the band. But hey, it doesn't help to send me a CD just uh, just in case something else comes up in future projects. So I sent him a CD and he called me and said, actually, we really like this. The classical stuff really fits with what we're doing. So we'd like you to join the band. So that was that. And what happened to the other guy? Uh, <laughs> we, we, spent, <laughs> we spent an awkward, because we were we were both playing at this guitar show uh, in London and we spent an awkward afternoon uh, walking around this guitar show each of us telling us t- tell- each of us telling people that we got the gig with Carl Palmer <laughs> so, <laughs> so he didn't know about it but uh, I mean he's a great great guitarist uh, be, you know he's more more jazz focused whereas I was coming from the classical world and i think uh, carl liked that now how long did you tour with carl um so i've been touring with carl since 2004 oh you still uh, do it yes yeah, so I, I still do it yeah in fact we've got the big elp tour coming up in november oh you're going to be doing yeah. i was wondering about that because isn't it supposed to be like holographic or movies or something i i haven't yeah. read much into it yet but yeah basically well basically what it is is we're uh, they're, they're taking the um, the video footage from I don't know what year it was I think it, I think it may be in 1994 or something like that ELP performance at the Royal Albert Hall and uh, they've edited it down so you can just see uh, Blake and, and Emerson and we're going to play along with that and kind of augment that so, uh, uh, but it's not going to be the whole show it's going to be part of the show and then some of the show is going to be the trio playing on their own but yeah that fitting into that is going to be interesting because right now what I do with Carl is I play guitar and trigger MIDI sounds and synthesizer sounds because my job in the band is to recreate Keith Emerson's guitar parts mm-hmm. uh, sorry keyboard parts on guitar um, so I'm triggering all sorts of sounds which of course will not be needed so I'll be going back to uh, to the role of a traditional guitar player in that band really where, c- certainly when Emerson and Lake are going to be on the screens well yeah I, it was kind of funny because I, I was I didn't really read too much into it yet because I didn't know if anything was coming around here so I, yeah. I had the impression that it was just going to be Carl on stage and they were going to just edit out his drum parts and he was yeah. going to play to the the music of yeah. uh, Lake and Emerson and he was just going to play the drums live but I didn't know he was going to have a band. Yeah, there's a, there, a lot of people are under that impression. I, I think the uh, the Presley release wasn't really too clear on uh, on that but but that that is I, I get, at the start I was getting a couple of messages every day saying are you doing this tour with Carl? <laughs> so yeah, that's that's what it is. It, it is a full band. It's basically the Carl Palmer show augmented by these videos uh, and we're going to be playing, you know, adding a new dimension by playing along with them. Did you do the Royal Affair tour? Yeah, I did, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then I yeah. I have seen you with with Carl oh, cool. Palmer. I probably yeah. have photographs of you actually because I photographed that show. Oh, great. Was was that at uh, the uh Bold the, point. Point, the, the one with the alt, almighty downpour after yeah. our set. Yep, yep. Yeah. And I got I got the finger wag from uh, what's his name, Steve Howe. <laughs> <laughs> I was taking pictures of Steve Howe, and he looks at me and gives me the finger wag, like, "Yeah, you don't need to be taking pictures of me." <laughs> 
<laughs> That's wear it like a badge of honor. You, you you're nobody until you've been given the finger wag by Steve Payne. <laughs> now, did you get to hang <laughs> with any of these people in those bands? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we I I, I did a tour with a similar tour to that as well back in oh, 2017 maybe. The um the Yesterville tour and that was with um Todd Rungren as well. Yeah, Todd's cool. I've so, talked to him a few times. Yeah, lovely guy, yeah. yeah. But yeah, we, we get yeah, we, we got to spend a lot of time a couple of months on the road with him. Cool. And what was the guy's name with the who did that uh the God of Fire uh the Arthur Brown, Arthur the God Brown. of Hellfire. Yeah, I I met yeah. him too. He was I didn't even know he was gonna be part of that show and that was very cool right. that he did that. Yeah, he he's we became good friends on that tour. Him and his uh, partner at Claire they're fantastic people and he is you know you kind of see his theatrical god of hell fire right and and just think that that's kind of his the one dimension to what he does but it's not at all i mean he's uh, the sweetest most learned most well-read you know philosophical guy and he's got a lot to say about a lot of things uh, and the rest of his music really reflects it so yeah he's he's a, a real a real gem yeah, that that's cool. You got to do that. That's especially for somebody who plays guitar like you. That's that's right up there with all the the great guitar players and that. Yeah, stuff. yeah, right. So that's a that's a huge feather in your cap to be able to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was a, it was a real fun tour, and then the world ended. Yes, true. <laughs> so is that during during that time is when you came up the Nosferatu, or is it, or has this been a long time coming? Yeah, well, um, that was when. So, so when the pandemic hit in 2020, I, I, I've got a Patreon page, and I, I pledged to write all of my patrons a piece of music. It was turning out to be 200 pieces of music. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know, crazy, yeah. But rather than just write random pieces of music, I wrote some random pieces of music, and I, I do write a random piece of music on a live stream every week still. But uh, I thought it would be a good idea to start working towards specific things so a lot of these pieces i was writing i I was finding kind of were fitting a a certain style Uh, and i'd always had this project of writing um, the nosferatu soundtrack in my mind and seeing as its birthday is 2022 100th year 100th birthday is 2022 i thought i'd write the soundtrack and uh, so that's ha- that's what it came out of it came out of me writing lots of stuff on the patreon page deciding to instead of just write random pieces write with a big pe- with a big project
Now, what was your interest in the Nosferatu? I mean, uh, did you do you have a vampire fetish, or you just like the <laughs> silent movie era? I mean, it could have been Metropolis. It could have been, uh, you know. Which McCall, the other cabinet of Dr. Caligari. That's a, yeah, a there's a whole bunch of yeah. silent movies yeah. from that era that that you could have chosen. Now, what made you decide to to do Nosferatu? Um, I think that's I, it's a good question. I, I think Nosferatu just jumped out as being uh, like the classic silent movie from that era to me. I mean, I suppose there is Metropolis as well, but but you've got all the mystique around Nosferatu. You, the fact that it was a banned movie and every every uh, copy of it was ordered to be destroyed and then it was slowly pieced together uh stuff like that and plus it's it is a great movie it's it's very easy just to sit down and watch it mm. you can't you can't say that of many silent movies now why was it banned it was banned because <laughs> because of the bram stoker estate so so basically Manau, the director wanted to make a version of Dracula. He contacted the Bram Stoker estate, and uh, in particular his daughter, Bram Stoker's daughter, and she turned down his request for permission. Uh, so he said, "I'm just going to make a version of the movie uh, of the book anyway, and I'm going to change all of the names. I'm going to make Dracula Count Orlock. I'm going to make Jonathan Harker." Hutter, etc. I'm going to take the fangs from the vampire and move them to the, from the side of the mouth to the centre of the mouth. That'll be enough. It won't be copyright infringement. Anyway, it went to court when it came out and sure enough, the Bram Stoker estate won and every copy was ordered to be destroyed. Yeah. So how do uh, they find pieces of it though? Where did the so, pieces come from? So thankfully there were a few movie theatres that didn't destroy their copies. Most of them did, um, but I think we have a lot to thank for to South America, Argentina in particular. Um, a lot of those places just didn't destroy them, and so we have a few surviving copies. Ah. So, uh, up till up till relatively recently, they were still finding deleted scenes. Wow! Or lost scenes. Yeah. So how long is the uh, original movie? It's well, what we have now is ninety minutes long. Now you toured bits of this with Rick Wakeman last year. I toured with Rick Wakeman with Carl Palmer last Oh, but you, you did. I saw you do this at the Narrows. Who would that have been with? Uh, it, could, it, was, it wouldn't have been Rick Wakeman. Um, I'm trying to think who it would have been. Uh, it was uh, Vanilla Fudge I did some stuff with. Um, and, and also, I, I, uh, it was um, Blue Oyster Cult. That's who it was. I didn't see either of those two at the Narrows. Until... Oh, really? Yeah. No, so... I've never, I never played with Rick Wayman over here. Then it, you opened for somebody at the Narrows, and it wasn't it wasn't Blois the Cult, and it wasn't Vanilla Fudge, because Vanilla Fudge I just saw for the first time the other night. Right. And Blois the Cult I saw up at the Chevalier... Uh, or the uh, some other theater up in Beverly, and I can I can tell you right now. Let me look. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I know I did see you. You played a little bit of the show uh, right. during this thing uh, because I actually I was talking about it because uh, uh, Jay, who was I guess booking the show, yeah. uh, wants me to photograph it. But you know because of the darkness. Oh, cool most of the show because you're playing against a screen mm, yeah. um it's it's a little hard to photograph because you're in darkness yeah we, we're gonna do as much as we can to make it a proper rock show and uh you know so so we there should be there should be light in there. The only thing the only thing I can think is is Alan Bouchard, Albert Bouchard from Oh maybe it was that uh, that, oh yeah, yeah. That makes more yeah. sense. Uh, yeah, Albert Bouchard from. It was. It was Albert yeah. Bouchard. I swore yeah. it was Rick Wakeman, but Albert Bouchard. Yes, it was. It was with that. 
I get, you know, you, you do so many of these shows after a while, mm. you, you lose track. You know, I didn't, I didn't even realize that Rick Wakeman was uh, had been to the Narrows. Yeah, he did a he did a solo thing at the Narrows. Uh, right. It, it was kind of funny. I, I I really enjoyed it. I kind of equated it to a Liberace show because right. it, it was you know there's no singing, it's just piano playing and jokes and stories, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. kind of Liberace-ish yeah. for those right, who, yeah, for those who yeah. remember Liberace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. He he's fantastic, isn't he? I mean, you know, he, obviously he's a talented musician, but as you say, his story his jokes just hilarious he's uh, he was a bored entertainer he was fun to talk to I, it's not what I thought he would be because I mean I've been a Yes fan since I was probably I don't know 14 years old 13 years old and you know Rick Wakeman was the epitome of keyboard players and you know he always seemed like this you know very serious standoffish kind of you know yeah. whatever and it's 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 he was exactly the opposite of that he was funny yeah. he was goofy yeah. and it, it was just amazing so it's just funny yeah, how you get you you I've learned a lot. I mean, I, I'm a musician too and I've been a musician and and uh dealing with music stuff for a very long time and I find that a lot of the opinions that people have of performers are usually the opposite of what they are true because yeah. uh you know, some people who are appear very friendly actually aren't, and some people who appear grouchy are great. So it's true, it's true. And you know, I I, I always say it, it really depends what day you catch somebody on as well. Exactly. Uh, you can catch somebody on a bad day, and uh, and that'll be that'll be that person's impression of that person of of that uh, hero forever. Right. Uh, or they can catch them on a good day. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 like that too. I mean, I just yeah, I, I have my days, and it's yeah. actually, you know, I was I almost came very close to calling you up and saying, "Can we put this off for a half an hour?" Because I'm barely awake. <laughs> oh, <yeah>, right. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, tell me about the Nosferatu show and what we're going to see at the Narrows, and why people should come out to see this show because this is really something that not your typical kind of concert. Tell me about the band. Tell me about the music, the film, what the what. What's going to happen during the show? All right. Well, yes. Yeah, so it is a um, the obviously the classic movie, ninety minutes. We're going to play the soundtrack for the whole thing. But my vision was that I didn't want it to be just focused on people watching the movie and then kind of the the orchestra, if you will, is sitting quietly in their dark pit hidden. It's going to be a, a, a proper rock show with, you know, a proper performance on stage, some some fun antics while the movie plays behind us. I've written all of the music to be very closely scored with things like jumps in the, uh, you know, when the vampire comes out of the coffin, you'll... I, I toured this as a solo show last year and uh, there were people leaping out of their seats at, <laughs> at some points because of the music um, was was making them jump. So, there, it's a four-piece band. There's me on guitar. There is Dave Bainbridge, who currently plays for the Straubs and for oh, okay, Life Signs. Cool. Yeah, and uh, he's uh, he's got he had a, a long career in a band called Iona, his own band, and he is a solo artist. Amazing guitarist, amazing keyboard player. Um, so he's uh, primarily on keyboards, but he'll be playing some guitar as well. And then I've got Leah Bluestein, a drummer from Boston. Uh, she tours the world with something called the uh, Video Game Orchestra. And she's also... <laughs> She's also in a band called Groundlift, as is Mike Dutko, and they're both Berkeley graduates 
amazing musicians and they they know how to rock so it's yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be basically a rock show with a silent movie behind it telling the story of the silent movie and costumes are very much welcome we will have some prizes for best costume will you have your cape on again i will have my cape on maybe that's where the uh, confusion with Rick Waitman came from. I will be wearing a cape. Maybe it was. Maybe I, I got the capes confused. <laughs> will anybody else in the band be in costume? Absolutely, yeah. We, we've not quite coordinated our costumes yet, but everyone's going to uh, be dressing up for sure. Now, is this going to be a straight 90, or will there be an intermission, or are you going to just go right through the whole movie? No, we'll go right through the movie. Um, I, I find that it doesn't really work to have a, to have an intermission in the movie. It kind of loses the um, the. Flow of it. Yeah, I, I mean, I find generally when I play anything, I like to just play through because I start, yeah. you start hitting the groove and you don't want to stop. I, I, I prefer not to exactly. take intermissions. I'll, I'll play like three hours without stopping. Yeah, I, I find that the the only place that um, that the uh, the intermission works is a place that has a bar. The Narrows is bring your own bottle. So. Right. Bring your own booze and and you don't have to go to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I gotta I gotta tell you I I'm impressed by you and I I admire somebody who does what you do I saw I saw you after the Vanilla Fudge show the other night and yeah. you, you were handing out flyers at the Narrows which is yeah. like I like somebody who does their own self promotion because I've done things like that myself and I will do what it takes to get people out to a show and I gotta hand yeah. it to you you were out there at the bottom of the stairs talking to people and handing out flyers for that gig and trying to get people to come to that show which is great because that's you know that's the way to do it uh, you've got to yeah. hit people one-on-one -on -one most of the times especially for something that's a little off and bizarre like this you got to yeah. really tell them what it is exactly yeah it, yeah <laughs> it does really need to describe into them it, seeing the poster can only do so much right right you really need to have somebody you really need to talk about this in order to you know get people to come out because i mean like i said i've seen it it's very cool it's like it's you know, it's kind of like being transported back to 1922 to seeing the original version of the film because they usually would provide probably a, a musical score to it. it was probably a live piano player or something exactly yeah. and you're seeing you know you're getting that feel of the silent movie but you're getting it with a modern edge of a, of a prog rock band yeah yeah and, and we're able to because we're going to play with a, a click track to it <laughs> we're able to you know take it further and really make sure the 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 music is timed perfectly with it we're, we're not improvising i mean there'll be the odd improvised solo but we're not improvising the score it, it, it is very carefully scored to it is this going to be are you doing the show anywhere else but the narrows or is it just the narrows nope, this is it this is a one-off show certainly for now um yeah just a one-off halloween show so if you're anywhere in the driving distance to get to the Narrows, which if you've never been to the Narrows is definitely worth the drive because really once you go to the Narrows, you'd be like, why haven't I gone to this venue yeah. before? Because it's such a cool venue. It is fantastic. It and is. and it's, all, it's all about the music. Oh, it um, is. They, you, you they're know. totally about the I mean, the people who work there are lovely. Yeah. Patrick is awesome. Uh, Patrick's fantastic. Yeah. It's like there's really not any bad seats. The sound is great. It's just a very, it's a laid back vibe with a great place to see music and they always have great shows there i don't think there's ever been a shitty show there well yeah exactly and that's i think that's because 
Patrick puts the quality before the the ticket sales. Right. And, you know, I, I've I, I've I've seen him turn down shows that he knows will sell a lot of tickets because he doesn't feel the quality of music is up to the uh, the venue's standards. I mean, Narrows is was one of my favorite places to play. I've played there probably at least a dozen times, and it's really a fun place to play. They treat you well. The audiences yeah. are great. Everybody's yeah. in a good mood. They're all happy and. They're just there. They really, the people who come to the Narrows really appreciate the music. It's really yeah, all about yeah. the music. You're going to do this, but then you're going to go out on the road with uh, Carl Palmer then. How long are you going to be out with Carl Palmer? Yeah, so that's just a short run. It's uh, a few weeks. I think we rehearsals start on the 14th of November, and then we finish that tour on the 3rd of December. So are you going to be in New England anywhere? We are. Uh, we're going to be playing the Wilbur in Boston, and that's on the 27th of November. So that's the closest you're going to come in the New England this year? That's the closest. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anything else you want to add about this show that's going to encourage folks to come on out? You, you're going to have recordings of your... You have a recording of this, don't you? I have my demo of it. Okay. Um, yeah, I have my demo of it. I, I put that on a, a DVD and CDs. I've got a few of them left, so they will be available. But once they're gone, they're gone. Uh, and the idea is record and film, not necessarily this performance, but um, something with this band in the near future. But, uh, I mean, one thing I would say is this is the premiere uh, you know and it, and it won't happen again uh, so, certainly you know not for the foreseeable future with no plans to take it on the road so yeah so this is definitely a one-off event um it's going to be halloween party uh, as well as the concert and the um uh, and the film i'm very excited about it you've got one benefit of this that film is out of copy right now so you can do whatever you want with it right it is indeed yeah exactly yeah so you can you can show it the, the only gray area there is what version that you use uh, whether you use a restored version um, or you can use the public domain version. But yeah, it, on the whole, it is out of copyright, exactly. So that that's a boon for you. So you can do this and use it as a piece of artwork and even release it at, at some point. Yes, so exactly. So that's, that's yeah. a cool thing so that you yeah, don't have to yeah. deal with any the BS that you have to jump through hoops these days to right, do stuff. Right, right, exactly. All right, well, um, anything else you want to throw in here before we wrap it up? It's It's been a pleasure talking. Uh, it, I really think that folks will should get out to the show i'll be there because it's really Fantastic. it's going to be a fun show because like i said i've i've seen the, the teaser as we determined the albert bouchard opening set <laughs> yes yeah yeah right yeah. i saw the teaser for it that and that was very cool i could have watched the whole thing that night that was like oh, a, cool that was like seeing a show before a show because it was <laughs> so cool to see that and it was like wow this was just worth it just alone just seeing this part of the show before oh, right. Bush even came on so that was uh you know that was definitely cool because it's it's an event it's really going to be an event yeah. is what it is it's not just oh, a concert sure. it's an event so yeah oh for sure yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so yeah I, the only thing i'd say is just just to remind people when it is so it's uh, it's the 29th of saturday before october uh, before halloween 29th of october doors open at 7 p.m as a quick link you can get your tickets from nosferatu live com so the what the big question is is what kind of candy you're going to be handing out will it be fun size or full size <laughs> most definitely full size <laughs> don't say that because then you'll spend all your earnings in full size candy for the crowd and they'll be expecting they'll somebody's going to come up with their pillowcase and say fill me up <laughs> 
All right, Paul, it's been a pleasure talking with you. I will see you on the 29th. Uh, I Fabulous. hope the show goes very well, and I, I'm, I look forward to it. So thank you Great. very much. Thanks so much, John. This was fun. Thank Take you. care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks to Paul Bielatovich for being part of this episode of the Roots Report podcast. Bielatovich and his band will be providing the original live soundtrack for the 1922 silent film Nosferatu at the Narrow Center for the Arts on Saturday, October 29th. You can come in costume and celebrate Halloween early if you'd like. For more about the show, bloodlust your way over to narrowcenter.org. The Roots Report podcast is presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by the Parlor, R1 Entertainment, the Trinity Brewhouse Beer Garden, Graysale Brewing of Rhode Island, and SE Microphones. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.